welcome 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 to another episode of being coco b i hope you guys are having a great day happy new year this is my first episode for the new year so grab your pens grab your papers for those that are trying to you know navigate the nine to five world and do their uh hustle on the side i have some great tips for you today brought to you by the one and only Lisa Rigoli, aka the corporate side hustler. I have I've been following her for a little bit and wanted to connect because I believe this is a space a lot of a lot of us live in. Um, the nine to five, balancing, you know, the things you're doing on the side. Um, so I want to thank her as well for being so gracious. <laughs> to re-record this episode with me because we uh, things didn't go well the first time so thank you so much lisa and i want y'all to stay tuned and get everything you need on the other side One of my many goals in life is to impact women's lives by helping them start a business using some of the same methods i've used to start my own business I understand starting a business can be very overwhelming, especially if you're one of those people that simply don't know what business to start. Let me help you with that process. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at IamCoyeta, or you can email me at info at Coyetta.com and let me help you create the life you want. Hi, Lisa. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Perfect. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great. So good, good, good. I've made sure that we're we're recording and recording well this time. So are you ready to begin? <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, perfect. So Lisa Rigoli, okay, aka the corporate side hustler. Tell me a little bit more about Lisa and what inspired you to start your side hustle. Yes, absolutely. So um, I have to take you a little back in a few years ago. So I was working for Target as a senior human resource business partner, and I was getting ready to interview for what I thought was going to be the job. It was the job that I worked eight plus years to get to this point. It was the job that really defined success. And it was also the job that I thought I would be retiring in. But as I sat outside waiting for my name to be called to go into this interview, I got ridiculously nervous and nervous because in that moment, I was wrestling with a couple of different things, wrestling with the fact that for eight plus years, I was climbing the corporate ladder, having a really limited social life. I wasn't dating. I actually gained a lot of weight because of the stress and the demand of the job. And the other part was I was really contemplating leaving corporate to actually create my own roles and become my own boss. And it was something that was weighing on me so heavily that I was like, I don't know anymore if I want to have this job. 
So that was back in 2014. And that's when I actually walked away from that job opportunity. I actually quit my job at Target and I took another job to allow myself to still have a, st a stable income coming in. But I pivoted towards a, all right, I'm going to create my own roles and I'm going to become my own boss. And that's when the corporate side hustler passion began for other women just like me in that same boat. That boat. Awesome. So how did you even know there was a market surrounding that? Because that's one of the things we need to figure out before we want to start this business, right? Yep. I, I knew there was a market in it because I was surrounded by other amazing, talented corporate women who were also climbing the corporate ladder. And it was that same time where you're kind of the fork in the road of, all right, now I want to actually start a family and I want to be present when I'm as a newlywed or present as a new mom. So I was having these conversations with so many women and even women and men actually who were telling me, you know what, I've now missed out on my child's um, upbringing or I missed out on, you know, soccer games or cheerleading games for my children because I put so much sweat and tears into this job. And now I've kind of missed out on that. So I knew there was this market of how do I not only help women create an exit strategy, if you will, right. but how do they build the confidence that they can actually do it while still working at corporate. So they don't feel like they have to like jump in the deep end, if you will, mm -hmm. on building their own business. Absolutely. Okay. Now you are in the corporate world. You are an HR manager. Yes, that's correct. So not great. So <laughs> how do you have time for that? Number one, <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you balance your time? Cause I know you have a beautiful baby, wonderful husband. Like how do you balance your time? Yeah. Um, I will tell you, it's definitely, it's still a work in progress as it relates to, I, I put plans in place, but I do want to make sure that I share openly and transparently that there are some weeks where my plan doesn't always go according to what I have mapped out, but I am really big on batching. So I actually have specific days out of the week that I focus on specific aspects of my business. So it's always, I always work on these two principles. Step one, what time can I actually commit to for the month? So really being able to look at my calendar from a bird's eye view to say, all right, I can commit to 30 minutes a day, four days a week. And then once I know those days, I then batch like items. Mm -hmm. So items where I can really just focus on one particular uh, concept without interruption so I can knock things out quickly. Uh, to give an example, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are usually my kind of tech days. So this is when I'm focusing all things building landing pages or fixing things in my email list to even potentially doing calls on those days. And then Tuesday, Thursdays are my, uh, my copy time. So that's when I'm dedicating my time to be creative and truly just present and uh, in that space of writing. Okay. So would you say that's one of your uh, number one hack to time management? For sure. Okay. Hands perfect. down. If I couldn't, if I didn't, if I didn't have that batching system, I think I would be a hot mess of being completely <laughs> transparent. I understand. We all, we all need a system. Sometimes, as you said, the system doesn't work, but at least we got something in place. That is correct. Perfect. Now, when you're working with your clients, I'm sure you see different patterns in terms of strength and weaknesses. Um, so what, what are some concepts? What are some ideas? What are some things that we're missing? And when, when we're trying to gain visibility? 
Yeah, ultimately when I'm talking to my clients or students around visibility, specifically on Instagram is they're like, hey Lisa, you know what? I feel as though there's a lack of engagement with my post or lack of engagement with my Instagram stories. Or if I send a DM and I feel like I'm being super intentional and trying to build that relationship, someone's not responding back. And what I always start with is, I always ask the very simple question, who is your ideal audience? So really making sure that you are clear on who is it that you are attracting. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, step two is, then how do you create content that really speaks to that individual so that way you're really hitting their pain points, you're really hitting their limiting beliefs, you're really hitting their desires. So that way, step three, once these individuals, even if it's a simple liking your post, you're able now to engage with them to really create that visibility that you see them, you understand them, and you are the person that's going to help them create a solution to their immediate problem. Okay. So would you say that there's a lack of clarity why some people are not reaching the audience? Like what's missing? Essentially. Yeah. It, what's missing is that people typically don't have that. They don't know exactly who they're targeting. They, for example, may say, Hey, I want to help women, mm -hmm. um, overcome health issues. Right. That's too broad. You want to make sure that you're really niching down and being able to say, I want to help uh, women who are in their early 30s who had just had their first child really overcome um, how to lose that 10 to 15 pounds of baby weight. So really niching down and understanding that person and being able to speak to that tra transition or that season that they're in and being that clear is going to help you gain the visibility that you need for that person to say, oh, she's talking to me. Yeah, that, that does sound more specific than what what you what we said earlier. So I, I could see that for sure. So once you gain clarity surrounding who your audience is, who you're speaking to, um, how exactly do you gain the visibility when, you know, when everyone's taking up the same airspace and they're, 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 they're um, you know, kind of doing the same thing? How do we how do we really stand out? Yep. So once you, once you are speaking to that specific person, then you want to make sure that your content is really geared around what's, I would say three parts, the problem, mm -hmm. their limiting belief and their desire. If you can really create content that speaks to those three concepts that, and you're consistent with speaking to those three concepts, it, uh, over and over, that person's going to start to see, all right, Lisa's speaking to me. And whenever she's speaking in her content, she has a specific formula. She has a specific way that she does things right. that is allowing me to see that, you know what, she's different than the other coach that I, I follow because she actually, she's fun with it. She usually has music. Like there's a, there's a personality factor that comes into play, but there's also the consistency in how you speak to that problem, mm -hmm. limiting belief and desire. Okay. All right. Okay. So why though is it important? You mentioned in one of your posts that lead with what you do well, because you know, we all have different skills, talents, uh, something we do better than the other person. Why do we lead with what we do well versus the next guy or 
because that can't a great question because that can't be replicated mm-hmm. right and that's what's gonna ha- allow you to stand out because if you're honing in on those key things for that person but like she's speaking to me the way that you're delivering it that's what's ultimately going to gain your followers your community to say i'm in I'm bought in because, again, Lisa's coming from a place of experience or Lisa's coming from a place of she's done her due diligence in her research and the way that she shows up makes me feel like I can connect with her. I can go grab a coffee with her or I want to just be in her space because of her personality. It's the way you show up and lean into what you do every single day with your family and your friends that's going to allow people to say, she's my person. Absolutely. Okay. So lead with your strong suit. Why do you want to, why lead with something you're not good at, right? You're going to repel instead of draw attention. Agreed. Hands down. Okay, perfect. Now, in also in one of your posts, you mentioned that, um, that when you're, you know, developing an idea or concept, that it's important to start with the end in mind and kind of work your way backwards. Why, why do we need to do that? To me, the end in mind is your vision board. Your end in mind is really helping you really visualize, all right, I, I know that I want this end product or this end service program, and I know that I want to serve X amount of people. Once you have that, it allows you to get actually excited. It gets you, it allows you to be in that space of imagine if, imagine when all mm-hmm. this is coming to play. Right. That it's a, it becomes a lot easier. Even right now, if it feels like it won't, I promise you it will. It becomes easier to start to see how do you attack that now? If you need to get to, if you need to get to see what now needs to happen from an A and B perspective to really ensure that that product or service is developed. Okay. So it's it's like um what do they say like envisioning visioning your dream and and then kind of working it backwards. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not really I'm not sure of the quote that you're referring to, but ultimately to me it's 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 that vision board concept of mm-hmm. if you if you start with the end in mind, if you know exactly how you want to be able to reflect back on 2020, it sets you up for success in how you spend each of the months in 2020. So that way you're like, man, what a great year this was for me. Right, right. Okay. Now, you know, part of part of this whole process uh, of visibility is being visible. <laughs> um, how do you conquer your fear of being, you know, visible, you know, whether it's going on the Instagram and, and going live or, you know, um, being visible in terms of podcasting, being visible in terms of blogging. How do you conquer that fear of being judged? Cause that is number one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, honestly it's, it's start and it's repetition. Right. I, if I, it, I would love just to share like a quick story where uh, back in 2014, when I was just starting in this space, um, Facebook is actually where I spent majority of my time and really jo- joining Facebook groups and, uh, really admiring people that were able to do a Facebook live or pop up this training. I was literally in awe. I was like, how do they do that? And how are they just speaking their truth and engaging in a way where no one, they can't see the person's face on the other end. 
And I remember at the time I had a coach who was like, you just got to start. And I remember thinking to myself, how can she tell me just to start when <laughs> she's obviously been doing it for so long? This is nerve wracking. And yeah. I remember she basically gave me a task. She's like, you have to do two Facebook lives before our next session, which was, which was going to be in a week. Mm-hmm. And no lie, I must have rehearsed my first Facebook live 10 different times. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Before I hit the, the live button. And on top of it, I actually had to take a nap before I went live because I actually psyched myself out because I was just <laughs> getting so nervous of what if it doesn't flow well? What it, and, and I share that story to say, like, we've all been there where we get so scared of the unknown. We see other people doing it that we almost talk ourselves out of something before we actually do it. Right. But now after it being five years, I can't imagine not doing a live. It is like second nature to me. I don't even, now I just have the topic. I jump on a live. I share what I have to say and I, and I move on. Mm-hmm. And I share that because it's no different than us having a conversation with our friends and family. We don't prep for it. We actually just go in it, go in it the way that we would. So I share that you have to start and over practice over repetition it's going to eventually feel like it's you've been doing it for ages right right well how long how long between um or you did it take to feel kind of normal (laughs) i would definitely say a few weeks if not even a couple of months like it was I'm talking about if I gave my, if there was a potential to give myself an ulcer, I probably did because I was literally <laughs> <laughs> that nervous for several weeks. I would honestly say it was probably a couple of months. And that was because my coach really kept me accountable of doing two a week and not saying that you have to go to a week, but whatever feels really uneasy, double that. So okay. if it's one, then do two. If two feels like it's scary, then do three. Like really double, uh, that's not really doubling if I'm doing my math correctly, but you know what I mean? Like definitely just yeah. make sure that you're doing more than what you think is scary because that's what's really going to help you really show up and continue to overcome it because there's no other way than other than to start. Okay, perfect. Just start. You know, people, you say that and people are like, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? And, you know, that's great that your coach gave you that concept of doing the video. Um, And speaking of coaches, you were going through your process of starting your business, even though you were, you know, um, a manager, HR manager. So how important is that coaching aspect when you are starting that business? Because we need, you know, oftentimes when you're starting, you don't really know what you're doing. So how important is the coaching? It's you, you actually just even said it in the question. It's you don't know what you're doing. Like you don't know what you're doing. And even if you do have an idea of what you're doing, it's really great to have a coach or a mentor. I think in the world that we're in right now, there's different uh, names for what a coach really does, but having that person to say, Hey, have you thought of it from this lens? Or did you, did you think about this really helping you, um, shape up all the ideas that you have in your head and really helping it come out to be a a well uh, formatted project, a well formatted framework, a well formatted system. It really is going to help you. And the best metaphor I can think of is think of dating. 
Sometimes yeah. it's better to get feet up, get advice from your girlfriends about your dating situation than it is to get, take your own advice. Mm-hmm. It's that true. same concept. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> yeah, true. it's that same concept of you actually need to hear someone else give you some insight than it is to only seek yourself as the the expert in order to launch it. That is absolutely true. That is true. And with coaching or mentoring, I know they're different things. They do different things. But what are some what are some key um, things we should be looking for when we want to speak to a coach or a mentor? Yeah, um, I think first is you want to make sure that you're connecting with a coach that you you actually like someone yeah. that is walking you know walking the talk and you feel as though hey i just feel like the way that they've helped me from a free space of really giving me some free resources or free tips and tools to help me with x i like the way that they show that to me that i think i could work with them right you you want to make sure that this person has some type of framework some type of system that's going to help you. Right. Um, Because I think coaches that are really successful are coaches that have a a business model, a methodology, if you will, on how they're going to help you get to, um, whether it's launching your business, whether it's coming up with your business, Mm -hmm. really make sure they have that framework. And then three, I think, look at the social proof, really looking to see what have they been able to show in the past, whether it's testimonials, whether it's their own case studies on how they are able to say, yeah, my methodology works and here's why, or here's how. Perfect. Okay. That makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, you often talk about, um, DMs and how important, um, it is to attracting your ideal followers. So can you give us a step-by-step on how, on how to get our ideal followers to respond to our DMs? Yes. So I want us all, and specifically when it comes to DMs, is to think about what it's like to purchase a car. Yeah. We all would agree that anyone has been in a situation when you almost get a little bit of anxiety when you show up on that, on on that, on that floor, and people are kind of they're almost they're almost like vultures. They come up to you and they want to know like how much can you are willing to spend and what are you looking for, and they're coming from this place of landing the sale. And once you have that mindset and knowing that you want to make sure that you never do that in a DM, that's going to be, if you will, your guardrails. Because I believe step one, when you go into someone's DMs is truly to connect with them. Right. So if you're going to go into someone's DMs to connect with them, do your homework first by actually looking at their profile and finding one, if not two reasons why you're even interested in the person. And the one or two reasons cannot be your product or service. Your one or two reasons should be, maybe they're family oriented, maybe they're an artist, something where when you go into their DMs, that's what you're starting with. Right. So it could sound something like, hey, I, you know, you liked my post the other day and I wanted to return the favor and I fell in love with your profile because of the way that you talk about your son. And the way that you talk about your son, Isaac, actually reminds me of how I feel about my daughter. Mm-hmm. Saying something that's so personal really is going to let that person take their guard down to say, oh man, she's in my DMs because she wants to connect with me, not because she wants to sell with me. Right. From there, as you're building that relationship, you can slowly start to plant the seeds on how you can help them with your with your product or service by just asking open-ended questions so that way you're not pitching you're just better understanding their need and then slowly start providing them some free resources but really come from a place of connection 
I love that because I actually have never heard that before. And I thought, that's genius, Lisa, <laughs> that's genius. Um, because it does, um, it does feel like Man, someone's someone someone's paying attention, and and that yeah. feels good. It feels in this world of social media where people are, you know, short attention spans. They're not really paying attention, even though they might give it a like or so. To come at it from a personal aspect, it shows a level of care that's missing sometimes from that world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perfect. Now, is this something that we are? constantly doing like how like how often should we be jumping in people's dms like what how often yeah and i would say it's going to be dependent on the person on your goals i mean ultimately for me as an example Mm -hmm. my goal is to meet 10 new people a month so i am ensuring that i am being intentional with building 10 new relationships each month that way it's not something where I know there's there's been a there was a phase or a fad where we're like oh I need to have a thousand more followers for people to take me seriously or I need to have ten thousand followers for people to take me seriously. It's about really just being intentional with how many people can you actually interact with, and if you have a certain number, that's how many times you should be in people's DMs. So I would say with those ten people, I'm in the DMs once or twice a day because that's realistic based off my schedule to build intentional relationships with those ten people. Okay, awesome, awesome. And in terms of tools for your business, when you're starting out, I know people, you know, get a little scared or concerned um, in terms of like, what are people doing? What are they using? And they're no, there's a money factor um, as well to some tools that you use. So what are some tools you use for your business that we might not have thought of or, you know, things like that? Uh, and hopefully I'm answering the, the question correctly, but one of the tools that I love that is really helping me combine their many platforms that are out there is Kajabi. Yes. Now, Kajabi is um, a really amazing platform and it's spelled K-A-J-A-B-A-I. I just realized as I'm spelling it, I might not be spelling it correctly, but <laughs> okay. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but uh, don't quote me on that. But Kajabi, it's definitely spelled with a K and it's mm-hmm. an amazing platform that allows you to house uh, your website. It allows you to ho- uh, house landing pages, an email provider, um, it even has a check-in, check-out process for membership sites or products. And what I love about that is Kajabi's basically taken about five different platforms and condensed it into one. Mm. And for someone that is just starting out or you potentially don't even have a client yet and you don't have oodles and oodles of money to be spending, it's not mm-hmm. Monopoly time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great place where you pay the one, you know, the monthly fee and you're getting all of this, all of this, all the tools that you need to basically start out. So looking back, I wish someone presented Kajabi to me a lot sooner. Um, cause I would not have spent the money that I spent in the beginning of my business with so many different platforms to really answer for one thing. Mm, that is interesting. I didn't know it had all those different, uh, aspects to it. Okay. Yeah. So Kajabi, is there like a freebie that you would recommend? People always want to know, right? Yeah, I agree. And I'm pretty sure Kajabi allows you to do a 30 day free child, free trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, if you pick the basic plan, it is a little pricey, I will be honest, but if you yeah. pick the basic plan, I believe it is $90. I pay $90 a month, um, to house it. And yep, it looks like it, there is a free 30 day trial. Um, I'm pulling it up now. And, um, 
I do the 90 day basic plan. And again, it's worth it because the fact that I can use my website in there, I'm actually converting a lot of things just now specifically to Kajabi because it, it answers for everything in one site. Mm, so it has like the teaching platform, the kind of webinar-ish platform. That is correct. The, oh, ooh, okay. I know, I know, fancy. <laughs> It's a membership. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds cool. Okay. One of the things I, I also enjoy about you is your um watching your um your videos and hearing you speak uh through social media. It's very simple, it's very easy to understand, very personable. Um is that something that you uh worked on or was that like or developed over time? Like what was that always like a natural thing for you? No, I think what I, not I think what I did was I had to listen to what my, what my, my true community, my true followers wanted and needed. And over time, as you build your business, you're going to have some people that are super loyal that might not even purchase your programs, but they're basically like, because of, because of what you share, I'm here mm-hmm. because of this reason. Right. And what I was hearing from my, my followers loud and clear is they're like, oh my gosh, you could, you, Lisa, you write a post and you give three simple steps that really help me take it to the next level. So I knew that I was at least educating and providing value through my content. And then I was reading articles on the side that was also saying that, hey, post is now becoming aged and video is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Video and podcasting is where is the new medium that people are using because we're all pressed for time. So it's a lot easier for someone to watch a quick video than it is for them to read a post. It's a lot easier for someone to listen to a podcast while commuting to and from work. So I allowed what my followers were telling me to validate that, hey, I'm giving you value. And I was allowing what was happening in the world to also affirm that to then say, you know what, I'm going to actually do this new thing that's called the micro training. And how do I do two minute or less videos? to really provide value to my team and how do I keep my podcast 15 minutes or less to really repeat what I'm already talking about in my micro trainings to provide that value and still stand out as that person that my followers need and the person that my followers are going to continue to be loyal to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And repetition is one of those key things, especially, you know, in this platform to just keep hammering away because it does get into your subconscious and that's great to do it in on different platforms hands down yeah absolutely now you are the corporate side hustler (laughs) (laughs) when when do we switch or when would you say is a good time to switch from side hustle to full-time entrepreneurship to me personally, and I'm speaking from a true experience that happened to me is mm-hmm. I think you switch over when, and I'm not uh, a numbers person to yeah. break this down, but I believe you should have six months worth of what you, you have for your bills already saved before right. you make that, that full switch over. And I say that because I am in a job that I truly do love for my day job. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also at a spot where I want to make sure all of my debts paid off. I want to make sure that I have, I actually now I'm at a spot where I want a year because I have a daughter now that I have to think of before making that switch. So to me, that number is going to change for each person, depending on your circumstances. But I believe you should make sure that you have your money saved up at minimum of six months saved up before you leave. And two, you have a steady 
flow of people that are like, yep, I want in. Um, so that way, when you leave, you're not trying to search for these people. You already have a warm pipeline of people that are on a wait list, if you will, for your programs. Mm, that's excellent. Because people believe that it's like, okay, entrepreneurship, let's quit our jobs. And and that that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And people might hate me for saying that. Yeah, people, there might be people out there that are, will say the total opposite, but I was that person at one point uh, where I was actually going to quit corporate in 2018 Mm -hmm. and I literally had a countdown. So for people that have been following me for years, they would know exactly what I'm referring to. Right. And that's when the U.S. went through a government shutdown and my husband was impacted by it and was out of work for three months. I found out I was pregnant and I, I was still on my company's insurance, not my husband. Like there were yeah, so many domino yeah. effects that were happening right. that I was like, this isn't smart to leave. And I share that to say, it's just not, it's not guaranteed money as an entrepreneur. So set yourself up for success, have a loyal community and have the month, six months at minimum saved before exiting would be my recommendation. Absolutely. That makes, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now you have this 25 minute time block um, I would say hack that you use. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So what I do, it's the Pomodora, if I'm hopefully pronouncing it correctly, method where ultimately you spend 25 minutes focusing on one specific task. That way your mind is definitely in it. You have, you silence, you, I silence all of my phones, my emails. So that way I'm not being disturbed by any of the little beeps of emails popping in or a text message coming in. And I commit to 25 minutes. And this method is um, under the notion that you're able to give the full energy that you need to execute this task. And chances are you're gonna be more productive and work faster when you only spend 25 minutes. From there, I take a five minute break to either answer some of the text messages I missed or to quickly look at my email to see what's going on. Hmm. And then I reset my clock for 25 minutes to either go back to that original task or start a new task. And it really just helps me keep in mind that whatever that text message is, whatever that email that's popping up, I'll get to it. I don't have to get to it during the time that I'm working on something. Right. Um, in 25 minutes, I'm pretty sure nothing will be burning down or um, catching on fire, if you will, if I right. give myself that time. Right, right. Absolutely true. <clears throat> well, you never know. <laughs> 25 That's minutes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. You that never is know. fair. <laughs> but um, one more question. And as I said, you have a lovely family. You got your corporate, your job going on, and your side hustle. What does downtime look like for Lisa? Oh, I, as a new mom, my daughter is almost seven months old. And (laughs) thank you. And right now, downtime at 5.30 Eastern time, you will see me completely unplugged. My day job knows it. My clients know it. And it's usually me playing with my daughter and she's at this cute stage right now where she's scooting and trying to crawl and doing all those fun things. So I play with her until she goes down to bed at eight because these are the moments that I don't want to miss out on. Right. And then from about eight to nine 30, that's my husband and me time. So we are definitely binge TV watchers right now. We're watching the Vikings. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And it's just our time. We drink wine, either we catch up and on life or we, we actually just sit there watching the movie and or the, the TV show and mm-hmm. it's really just relaxing. And I actually truly look forward to my evenings because it's, it's my family time. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I think we miss the importance of making scheduling time to spend with your family, especially when you're juggling so many different things. So what's your number one tip for um, the working man or woman with you know family and, and juggling so many things? What's your number one tip for them? Put them on your calendar. Put it on your calendar. I know it sounds really silly and probably to some people that you're thinking it's a little obnoxious, but let it be. <laughs> it is the best thing in the world when you get that alert, right? As you're wrapping up your work day and you get right. that alert that says, and I actually have it as a different t- uh, ringtone, but like it's a fun ringtone right. where it lets me know 30 minutes until family time. And it's just that great reminder of wrap it up because nothing's more important than being able to spend that time with my family. Awesome. I think I think we're going to leave it on that beautiful note. Um, <laughs> tell me more about where we can find you. Yes, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at the Corporate Side Hustler. You can also find me on iTunes Podcast at the Corporate Side Hustler. Um, those are my two handles. Those are where you're going to get all the great information around all things connections, all things Instagram growth, and all things time management. Awesome. And you do have lisaregoli.com? I do. We're actually going through a branding right now. So that, okay. that name will more than likely change to the Corporate Side Hustler. So I understand. I understand. Yep. What about Twitter? What about uh, Facebook? So I just started a Twitter account. Pretty much anything the corporate side hustler, you'll be able to find me on if there's an active page. So Twitter, okay. it's the corporate side hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am actually not active on Facebook. So I switched over to Instagram and Twitter. Absolutely. So that's branding 101. Be corporate side hustler everywhere on exactly. every platform. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much for for taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me. I really appreciate you and your time. I appreciate you. Thanks for inviting me. You are so very welcome. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Imagine being able to create your own schedule. Be free from the traffic world of the nine to five land. Imagine waking up and spending more time with your family. Imagine being able to start your business with little to no experience. Imagine being able to have all the resources you need to help you with that process. Well, if this is something you want for yourself, your imagination can become your reality reach out to me at I am Coyetta on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also email me at info at Coyetta.com. And let's turn that dream into your reality. Your business is closer than you think. was my sit down with Lisa Rigoli, aka the corporate side hustler with her tips and tricks for us all. I hope you guys found that information very useful and I hope you, you know, were able to pick what you needed to to make your side hustle work for you. Because we're doing the side hustles with hopes of it becoming the main hustle, right? So 
I hope you that you got what you needed and you guys know how to reach out to Lisa I left all the information I asked her all the information okay <laughs> so I hope you got what you needed and take care until next time bye don't forget don't forget to like comment share everything you do matters to me everything you do matters to us everything you do counts and so those things really keep this podcast going so thank you all again and enjoy the rest of your day until next time